Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of 4140 Fitness in Salisbury, North Carolina. Kenny, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. I am excited to have you on. It's a cool concept that you have and a great story. So let's get into it. What's 4140 all about? Um, it's a, a small uh, boot campish gym. Um, I, I like uh, helping members. And um, we just, we... We have a good family atmosphere there. We all kind of cut up and get along, and uh, it's just a uh, good overall, good overall gym, I guess. <laughs> so we're, you're more of a family, community, um, general population facility than like highly competitive or sports specialized, anything like that, and mostly in group classes, right? Yeah, everything we do is uh, is group classes. Um, we all push each other. We all uh, work together. We help each other. We cut up. Uh, couldn't ask for a better, better set of people, better group of people there. So, and that's important, you know. And we'll talk about what your level of involvement is. But as an, an owner operator, somebody that's in there, you got to enjoy the people you're around, or else it, it'll start to show real quickly. So, um, give us a little bit of the backstory. Um, you haven't been you know, typical group fitness consumer for a long, long time. You had previous interest in the fitness and health world. So give us the backstory of how you ended up here. Um, I started when I was younger. My dad used to watch uh, the, the corny movies. Uh, and I remember when I was a kid, I watched uh, Conan the Barbarian and thought that I had to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so I kind of got into the bodybuilding with a buddy of mine, uh, got in that pretty strong, uh, went from bodybuilding into powerlifting. Uh, I, I felt like I liked the, the lifting more than, more than trying to form, uh, but life happened, got married, kind of fell out of it, hurt my shoulder, um, went through a divorce and was, was pretty bad off, pretty bad out of shape and, uh, needed something, needed a life change. So I, I got, a uh, this gym. Uh, CrossFit gym I, I found was doing like a new U six week program. Uh, forced myself to go to it. Uh, it was hard. I'm not really a uh, a talker, so <laughs> it was hard to get into it. But uh, I got into it. I had a really good coach there. Uh, she helped me along the way. Made sure I stayed engaged. Made sure I stayed going. Uh, me and her actually become really good friends. Uh, she left to open her own gym and. I kind of went with her and we uh, started 4140 together. That, that's pretty awesome, man. So how long, uh, how long ago did 4140 start? Uh, it's, it's been uh, about four years ago. Um, I say every year we kind of get a little better and better. Uh, uh, she decided to do some changing. So I bought the gym from her about a little over a year ago. Uh, I have no business sense whatsoever. So it's, it's definitely been a, uh, a learning process for sure. Well, I mean, you're, you're doing something right. You've got a community that you're taking care of there and you're about a, a little over a year into flying solo on this thing, right? Yes. So what's, you're doing this, which is clearly a, a full-time thing, but you also have another full-time career that you're balancing at the same time, right? Yeah, I'm actually a, a welder fabricator. Uh, I do that 40 hours a week and do this as a, a side gig. So my evenings are all gym. My weekends are all gym. <laughs> uh, so it leaves a little bit of time for me to kind of do my, my own thing. Yeah, um, the, the, it can really, it can take over for sure. So you have the full-time career and it wasn't like you were gonna give, give up the welding fabricating job and be full-time gym owner right away. So you knew all right, this is going to put, it's going to put a lot of strain on your time, but it's also, you know, for most people like you have been in this position, it's like, Hey, my full-time career is going to keep food on the table, keep a roof over my head and give me a little bit more flexibility 
in the way that I can run the gym. So how have you found that balance to be? Is it, is it a stress relief? Is it something that you feel like has a shelf life of how long you can do both? What does that look like for you? Um, it actually works. Uh, it, it's, I'm a stressor anyway. Um, so I, I stress all the time, regardless. Uh, again, with, with the group of people that I have, the, the members, they're, they're amazing. Uh, I have amazing coaches. They help me every step of the way. Um, I told them when I bought the gym, I said, I'm not uh, a marketer. I'm not good with like how to sell stuff. And I had some members step up and they're like, oh, we're good. You know, we'll help you any way we can. Uh, without the help of my members and my coaches, I, there's no way I can do it without them. Uh, they're, they're very, uh, forgiving and they work with me and understand that, you know, kind of, I guess my, my faults <laughs> and, uh, help me through. So, yeah, nothing like having a good, good gym family, good team, a uh, bunch of people behind you supporting you because it, it can get overwhelming. So. As you've, as you've gone through this kind of first year of solo ownership, have there been any major points where you've, you've acquired a skill or refined a skill or found that you've had a milestone towards, hey, this is, you know, I'm more, I feel like I'm more of an owner. I'm more of a professional. Have there, have there been any big moments like that for you? Big decisions, things like that? Um, I, I'm still learning. Oh, hush. Uh, <laughs> Rally. Um, I do better with with uh, keeping people, with talking to people. Um, the the business side of it, I'm still still learning. Um, I, I'm more so. I like the the training, the the working, helping people. Uh, so more so the coaching has, has been more of my, uh, flair. And like I said, luckily with having other people there that are better with, uh, as far as like the, the marketing goes, the, the ads, the stuff like that, that we do, um, bringing people in it and helping me kind of stay focused, I guess, as to what, uh, we need to do to, to stay on top, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So what I see a lot and it feels like here is a lot of people who come from the world of something that is CrossFit or, you know, CrossFit ish, get that realization that you can get really far on having some great coaching, some great community, having personalities, getting people hyped up so that, you know, they tell their friends. So you can, you can really make the initial stages of the business basically just on personality and quality. So do you feel like that's where you are right now? Yeah, I think so. Um, and that's, we, we got a lot of uh, walk-in, uh, a lot of people here, um, you know, they see where members tag the gym or whatever. And uh, a lot of our outside people, they, they talk to our members and ask our members kind of what's going on. And so like that, like that word of mouth, we get a lot through that. So it works. Got, got it. Yeah. And that's where we see. And I think that foundation, a lot of times, like if you come in with all the business knowledge in the world, but the product isn't good and people don't like you, it doesn't matter. Right. right. So ideally you grow both, but I feel like a lot of times in the micro gym space, organically, you know, personality brand that matures into a business seems to be a more common success story. So you have, have that foundation there. And so you've talked about, you know, having some people around that help you with some of the other aspects. And these are the things where it can really help stair step the business from level to level. So you said that you have somebody that helps you in the field of marketing and getting the name out and getting people in the door. So is that somebody that's on your staff? Is that a client that wants to help out? How do you manage that? So I have uh, a couple of a couple of my coaches. They're they're good with uh, making videos, taking pictures. They stay on top of it. Um, I use an outsource uh, a lady of mine that she owned a uh, CrossFit gym in Concord. 
Um, so she's really strong in marketing and strong in the gym sense. So she's really good at targeting. Uh, so I usually let her do, you know, every month or so, I'll let her kind of run an ad uh, to help bring members in. She's great. Uh, I said it wasn't for for them. It, it'd be bad because I'm more so of like, I have this gym you can work out at, come do it. <laughs> There's no, you know, no pizzazz, no, no nothing. So just, just right to the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is cool. People love us. Come on and try it. We'll make sure you love it. Okay. So you have some help with that. Uh, when it comes to the sales aspect, are you doing all of the new member introductions, sales, all of those conversations that all fall on you right now? I have, uh, me and my head coach, uh, we kind of share the load of signing members up, talking to members, uh, trying to get them in there. We we offer a free week, let people come in and try it out, see what they think before we just kind of start gouging them for a card. Uh, I'm I'm a I, I've had the I've seen gyms where the members are just a number, and I, I don't want that with this gym so i try to be friendly with everybody i try to get along with everybody i try to learn i try to get involved with everybody kind of on a personal level uh versus a, a number or i have to have so many members to you know to be able to pay the bills type of thing like granted i need to pay the bills but i'd rather shut the gym down than to have it be where it's all about money uh, i love helping people i love i love the, the fact when somebody comes in there they can't do a burpee and then, you know, a couple months down the road, they're doing, you know, 10, 12 burpees and workout, you know, that, that feeling beats anything, uh, it beats money, it beats anything about it. Yeah, there is a, a different type of reward and fulfillment that you can get from this career that where you said you have, it's nice to pay the bills and being profitable helps you do more things for the members, helps you grow. So you can get more people, but the high fives, the fist bumps, the hugs, the occasional tears, those are above and beyond what you can put in the bank account. Right. So when it comes to, you know, a process, you know, and again, for our listeners, this is something that everybody has to work through and, and, you know, being, being a year deep as a solo owner, it's always iterative. So where are you as far as what does the actual process look like? Someone comes in, they say I'm interested. Is it just, hey, these, you know, try a class, here's our prices. Let me let me know what you think. Is it a deeper conversation? What does the actual process look like? So I, I try not to be pushy uh, with with you know the I, I don't like the sales uh hey come come buy my car type of deal, you know. Uh, so again we try to build that friendship with them uh i try to talk to them kind of see where they're at what they're feeling uh if they've had any experience before uh try to get them over the fear uh everybody thinks we're crossfit even though we're not crossfit and you know that that fear that comes with you know i can't do that you know type of deal um so i try to calm them you know let them understand like this it's totally doable you can do it um but like i said we offer a free week for everybody we let them come in try it out um, and I try to push that more so than I do the prices. Uh, I just, I hate talking prices right off the, right out of the gate. Um, so I'd, I'd rather, like I said, have somebody come in talk to them, kind of see what they're feeling, let them try it a whole week. Uh, don't be real pushy with, with money, you know? Um, and then after they get their week, uh, see what they think if, if they like it and they want to sign up from there, or if they don't think it's for them. Yeah. So it's really... If you love it, we want to have you. If not, maybe we make a recommendation. Maybe there's, you know, somebody else in town that, uh, do you find yourself ever doing that, making recommendations, making suggestions to other people if somebody doesn't feel like they're a good fit or vice versa? Uh, I have. Uh, usually, though, it's, it's either they stay or they just don't come back after the first class. <laughs> um, yeah, f fair enough. Yeah, sometimes it's... Uh, society moving towards, you know, non-confrontation and, and just dismissal versus that. So I can see where, where that could go, but it sounds like where your intent is to try to help people as much as you can, if that opportunity for a conversation 
came and, you know, like, hey, it sounds like you're just an independent person. You know, maybe you ought to just, you know, go to this, you know, 24 hour access jam, or maybe you want something a little more hardcore and I can recommend there. But you are, you'd make those recommendations if those conversations happen more frequently. Right. Awesome. So let's talk about one of the most fun things um, that we can do that is great for business, but also is just makes being an owner enjoyable. Things we can do for retention, things that make our clients excited to keep coming back, make them feel like a community. What type of things do you have in place? What have you done as far as events, contests, challenges, I don't know, birthday cards? There's a million things we can do to make people just feel more solid. What have been some of the things that have worked well for you? Uh, so we're still working on that. Um, so again, when, when uh, my friend owned the gym, she was really good with, with kind of keeping everybody engaged. Not, that's something I've had to learn uh, over time. Uh, we just got done with our first like in-house competition. And again, a lot of my members, they, they don't want to go, like they will not go to a CrossFit gym to do a CrossFit competition, no matter how much fun we try to tell them <laughs> it is. Uh, so we kind of did like an in-house one just between the members because all my members feel comfortable with each other. Uh, and that was a huge success. Everybody loved it. Everybody wants to keep doing it. Um, we've done hikes like you know, normally our Saturday classes are as like a partner wad. So we don't, we never do like a singles, uh, comp or singles wad on Saturday. It's always the partner. Uh, we try to pick partners where like the coach picks. So people ain't going with their friends every time. Uh, I don't like the clicks and I try to keep the clicks, uh, separated. Uh, and, and I think that's kind of a good thing as to where we have that family uh, atmosphere where everybody gets along, everybody's friendly. Um, but we've done hikes. Uh, instead of doing an in-gym in class, we've met at a local trail and, just, and went hiked on the trail. Um, we do monthly challenges. I usually buy like a $25 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods or like a, we have a, a place over here that smell, sells like smoothies, like healthy smoothies. Um, so I usually buy gift cards for there or something to kind of help keep people engaged, keep people going. Um, birthdays, we try to call everybody out on their birthday. We try to make them try <laughs> to make them do birthday burpees. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But, uh, you know, we, we try to hold everybody accountable. We have a, a messenger group for, like, everybody that's a member in the gym. And we'll go on there. We'll cut up. We'll, you know, talk crap back and forth to each other. Kind of one of them, you know. But, uh, so you're hitting a lot of the, a lot of the touch points, a lot of the tactics and just keeping what works, putting your time and energy there. And if you try something and it doesn't hit, it's not, a, it's not a loss. It's just a lesson moving on. There's endless things that, that you can do there. So I want to talk a little bit with the time that we have left about plans and goals going forward. You're primarily, you know, group classes now. And one of the things that you and your members are, are interested in is adding more specialty training, maybe some one-on-one -on -one or semi-private. So tell us a little bit about that, what the plans and goals are for, you know, adding services and then beyond where you want to take this thing. Um, I would like to get a bigger space. Um, not so much for more members, just for more equipment, uh, I'd like to keep my member count. Like I said, again, I'd like to, I, I like the fact of knowing everybody on a personal level. So I don't know that I'd really want to get over a hundred members uh, at any point in time. If it happens, I'm not going to turn it down by no means, but I would like to be able to know everybody. So, uh, uh, but I would like a bigger space. It does get cramped in there. Uh, sometimes we have to share equipment on workouts or do heats and stuff like that. Um, I would like <clears throat> at some point to add uh, specialty training, um, have someone in, in there that, that's good with Olympic lifts or have someone in there that's good with gymnastics. Um, I'm not a very gymnastics-y kind of guy. <laughs> Everything I did in my past was pick stuff up, put stuff down. So I'm myself having to learn um, more so like, like butterfly pull-ups, tipping pull-ups, muscle-ups, uh, stuff like that. So it's, it's one of them I can teach somebody, but I can only teach them to a certain level. Uh, so it would be nice to have a, especially a specialist in there that knows, you know, once somebody gets to a certain level, like how to get them past or, you know, more uh, proficient with, with doing, uh, like I said, the barbell movements and or the gymnastics stuff. 
So lots of plans, and it sounds like most of it is centered around how can I add more value to the clients? How can I do more for them, help them progress, and then reverse engineer that into how it fits into the business side of things? Right. Awesome. Awesome. So as far as your development goes as a gym owner, is there a next major skill, major area of the business that you want to feel like you master? Is it just getting a little better at all the different areas all at once? What do you want to do for yourself as the owner of the facility? Um, I would like to get the business business side of it uh, down better. Uh, that That is a big struggle that I have. Uh, I never looked at myself owning a business. Uh, I always just figured I'd work for somebody and they'd be, you know, um, but that is a big, a big issue. Uh, so I would like to, to learn the business side of it, learn the marketing side of it better. Uh, as far as, uh, working out part of it goes, I would like to, um, take some more weightlifting classes and try to get more into the Olympic lifting and to help, you know, teach, better form uh, to my members. Awesome. So you really are, you want to hit the two big, you want to be better on the coaching side because you see yourself always being involved in that, but furthering the business education so that you can continue to grow, keep the gym, you know, healthy financially and be there so that you can help as many people as possible. Right. Some great, some great goals, man. That's some stuff I can get behind and, you know, again, you know, I don't want people to lose sight of this, you know, being a year as a, as a solo owner from coming from a partner where you, you had complementary skill sets, you're putting your people first, making sure, Hey, we want to give them the best experience possible. I want to really work on loving the ones that I'm with, making sure we do everything we can for them. And then in the background on the sidelines, growing as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, but without losing sight of, of what got you there. Right. Fantastic, man. I think that's, that's a strong lesson. Sometimes it's, you know, we can get impatient as business owners. We can want to push, 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 but without some sort of bumpers or guardrails, the whole thing can go off the tracks quick. So it sounds like you put yourself in a position to be patient. You're going to make sure that you have what it takes to go level by level. And, you know, who knows a year, two years, three years down the line, we, you know, we sit back down and talk about where it is and, you know, how far you've come. I think it'll be really cool to track the journey. Absolutely. All right, sir. Well, we are just about officially out of time. Last question for you is going to be an easy one. If our listeners want to check you out, website, social media, whatever it may be, where do they find you? Uh, 4140fitness.com is our website. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and uh, Facebook at 4140fitness. Um, or my email is uh, Kenny at 4140fitness.com. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time to be with us today. Talk about your journey. Uh, I love hearing about people in all different stages. Hopefully someone out there listening is in the same position as you or trying to get there and just knows patience, work on the skills, love the ones you're with, right? Retention is important, uh, keeping the people you have happy, and then you can do everything else. So to everybody out there listening, we appreciate you. We're happy you spent some time of your day with us today. If you want to hear more people like Kenny, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jacob from My Complete Fitness in Canton, Michigan. Welcome to the show. Jacob, how are you today? I'm doing well, Brooke. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm great. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here and give back to the fitness industry a little bit by having this conversation. Um, before we really do that and dive into the business, the stuff that everybody's here to listen you know, for, uh, tell us a little bit about what it was that got you started in this industry of you know being a fitness business owner. Sure. So I'm actually a chiropractor full-time and I do treat patients pretty actively and I've always been an athlete myself and interested in working out anything that has to do with fitness. So I did kind of blend uh, my business of both chiropractic into that. And I just kind of saw an easy pathway to continue helping people. Uh, once they're done with me, uh, they're kind of broken. I want them to learn how to actually become stronger, uh, more empowered, uh, lead better lives uh, through the gym. So it was just kind of an easy segue um, to start to combine those two different industries, uh, even though this is, I know, uh, more of a fitness podcast. That is kind of how uh, I decided to actually incorporate a gym and fitness into my current business. Wow. Okay. So interesting kind of uh, pathway there. And yeah, I've heard of like chiropractors that are like into the fitness side of things. I actually have a chiropractor that comes to our CrossFit gym um, and he calls himself like CrossFitting Cairo or something like that. Um, but I think it's really unique how you kind of built your own model where you integrate, you know, both under the same roof and, and they're both yours. Um, so for our listeners, give us your elevator pitch. Tell us more about your business, the business model, what you do. Um, that way they kind of have a picture in their mind moving forward in this conversation. Sure. Uh, for the gym side, uh, it's definitely geared towards people that are wanting to at least learn how to be more active in a gym um, or just continue to be active in a different setting. Uh, we're not meant to compete with CrossFit gyms. That's not really our target audience. Uh, I do typically work with more active individuals, uh, but what I've learned mostly is that the general population doesn't have enough information or really know how to utilize a lot of the information that's out there to actually build workout plans for themselves, uh, know how to do exercises properly, um, continue to actually be motivated to exercise. Uh, so that's kind of what we wanted to do here was make a place to where kind of those people on the edge of where they want to be in fitness don't really know where to get started or don't have the motivation yet to get started. Uh, have a spot for them to actually be able to come in, uh, learn some new things and actually get a lot stronger and feel better about themselves moving forward. Yeah, I think it's really, really unique. And I always say this, like on the podcast, a lot of people like don't really realize they need fitness until it kind of falls into their lap. Um, so, you know, somebody probably comes to you because they're experiencing some sort of like discomfort in their body. Mm -hmm. They come in, they see you and you recommend this, you know, fitness to them. Um, and with like personal training, um, it's so individualized that person like realize oh this isn't so bad this is going to help me um and so I think what you're doing is really really wonderful so you know right now how many clients do you serve in the fitness side of things sure so like I said uh we're very very new we actually we've only been going for a couple of weeks so far we have about four clients we have uh three getting ready to get started right now typically what we'll actually do when we get a new client is with our personal trainer, Mike, uh, they'll actually go through a, a small assessment with him, kind of sit down, talk about what their goals are, what they actually want to get out of exercise fitness. And uh, we usually do that first session for free. And then he'll usually make his recommendations on how he thinks is the best way to move forward with them, um, whether it be however many times a week, uh, the types of exercises or things like that, that they would do during their sessions. Um, so we're hoping it continues to grow. But as of right now, we are quite small yeah so you have three four members um and so with those those members they're all filtering in through the chiropractic side is that right as of right now yes we have been starting to get um some more uh clients kind of reaching out now that the business is actually out on google and we're starting to do a little bit more social media marketing with that um so we're hoping it continues to actually generate some more clients uh through the gym side of things 
But as of right now, yes, most of our clients are coming through the chiropractic side first and then continuing on into the, the gym after they're done with the chiropractic. Nice. So how big is the space right now um, that you guys are training out of? What'd you say? It, it's about seven to 800 square feet. Um, so relatively small as far as a gym goes. Uh, so we are limited in that sense, but I mean, you don't need a ton of equipment and things like that to be able to actually get a good workout. So we've been able to make do with a smaller space like that. Yeah. And of course, I mean, it's just personal training, so you don't need a ton of space to fit in a bunch of people. It's just one-on-one. And with that being said, um, hypothetically, how many members are you or clients, I guess, are you guys looking to take on in this facility before, you know, you start looking at expanding or whatever the next step might be? Sure. I mean, that kind of depends on a couple of different things. Um, my first goal is to actually get my personal trainer full-time. Uh, that's definitely what drew him over to me. Uh, he actually works in medical orthopedics right now, and he kind of wanted to get on the opposite side and start working with people to try and prevent uh, some illness and injury. Um, so with it only being about four clients right now, we definitely need to ramp that up uh, mm-hmm. probably at least eight hours out of the day. I'd like him working here routinely. It would probably take uh, around 20 to 25 clients to actually make that happen just because not everybody's working out every single day with us. Um, that's definitely our first goal. As far as branching out into the next office, like I said, it's kind of a, a tough question to answer just because of my lease uh, with the chiropractic office. If we continue to grow and we really blow this thing up like I dream of doing, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to actually leasing out another office or another space to just have a full-time gym there and then moving my chiropractic place to it once I finished. Mm-hmm. But that's that's going to take... Uh, take a lot of work and a lot more clients in my current space to have me have the confidence to actually do that. Yeah. 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 Definitely like kind of a multifaceted answer there. And I asked a pretty loaded <laughs> question. So I appreciate you trying to answer that. Um, and, you know, when we think about clients and, and for you, I don't know if it's any different. Um, you know, we have to use a variety of different kind of systems to get acquire clients. Mm-hmm. So for you, what are the processes you guys are using to acquire clients right now? How, like, where are they finding you? Sure. So I'll try to keep it just to the gym side of things. Like I said, most of everything right now is coming through the chiropractic office. Um, but with our goals being the gym generating uh, its own clients, like it's been more social media uh, marketing, uh, starting to just get it out there that uh, we are actually a gym and we're offering these types of services now with the personal training. Um, I've started to actually work with an online marketer uh, to help me kind of pick up some more SEO and run more targeted Google ads or Facebook ads to start generating clients that way uh, for the gym itself. And now that COVID is finally starting to, to die down, we actually do have a couple of events uh, that we're going to be going out into the community uh, to just kind of do some grassroots marketing, start talking with people in person, uh, let them see us in person, uh, teach them that, hey, we actually have this service here. Um, we'd love to help you out and go about it that way. So we actually have our first event uh, coming up here in the next two weeks and then a couple more uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, but I... I personally like grassroots marketing. I like going to meet people in person. I'll let them see me. I want to see them. Um, and I, I think it, it means more to people when you actually are able to meet them in person. Uh, so I'm excited to get back to doing some of that type of marketing now that, like I said, COVID is finally starting to die down some more. Yeah, I I think that the grassroots stuff is good. And I think that especially where you are kind of niche, like you have that advantage of like you have the chiropractic piece. And so people are a lot of times looking for something like that. So Mm -hmm. people out to the community um, and then like this year a little bit different. um, It will definitely draw people in. But Mm -hmm. with the grassroots stuff, like we could work 10, 12 hours doing that and only require like one client. And it's just Mm -hmm. like kind of, it's sometimes it can kind of be a waste. Um, but like I said, I think that your niche is a little bit different there. Um, but in terms of the gym side of things, I think it's great that you've already started looking into the marketing side Mm -hmm. of things. Um, digital advertising in today's day and age in this industry, it's the way to acquire clients. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about the world, everybody's spending so much time on their phones. They're working from their computers are working from their phones. And so if we can really tap in and reach them in those areas, 
um, is beneficial for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, for you guys, you, um, you started running ads on Facebook, Instagram, places like that. Have you seen a return on investment yet? Or is it something that you feel like is, is going to kind of uh, happen over time? So um, I actually just hired, I guess, because I know that's definitely the best way to go about doing things right now. And I realized that I'm just spreading myself too thin. If I'm trying to actually figure it out, there's a lot of professionals out there that that's what they do for a living. Um, So I hired, he was actually a patient of mine, but uh, he runs a pretty successful digital marketing company. And I just started working with him about a week and a half ago. So um, still very new on that side of things. Uh, First, what we started to do was He's been going in and kind of cleaning up my website, trying to generate some more organic SEO that way. Um, he's been targeting different types of Google ads, both for my chiropractic business and for the, uh, the gym side of things as well. And so far, like I said, it's very early in it. But over the past two weeks, uh, when I get the reports on kind of the different types of things that they're tracking, uh, everything seems to be trending up. Um, I actually am noticing a, a uptick in calls for the chiropractic business. Um, but I'm hoping that as it continues to grow more for the gym side of things, uh, I'm confident that it'll be able to get me where I need to be there as well. Yeah. I mean, this business, uh, the gym business, it's kind of its own animal, like in terms of marketing, like you have to really, um, put something out there that's going to pull in clients Mm -hmm. because a lot of times like people aren't looking for a gym they happen to see an ad for a gym like once and then it sparks their you know mm-hmm. sparks their interest they don't do anything about it they see it a second time and they're like hmm, maybe i should inquire they keep scrolling past they see it a third time and they're like all right now i'm gonna inquire um and so um you know if we can really reach the people and the places that they're spending a lot of time for us that's how we're gonna really see a lot of growth Um, But kind of moving on from the piece of acquiring clients, I know that this is fairly new for you. You've only Mm -hmm. been kind of, you know, in business for a few weeks here, but what, what would you say is a bottleneck or a challenge that you guys are facing, um, you know, right off the bat here? Um, I guess just kind of that differentiating factor. I mean, there are several CrossFit gyms, I mean, big box gyms, uh, even smaller kind of boutique fitness uh, places in Canton. Uh, So basically just differentiating us uh, from all of the other options that people do have out there right now. Um, Canton is a pretty uh, healthy community. People do want to actually invest in their health and take care of themselves. Um, So that's definitely the biggest thing is kind of getting people to understand that uh, we are slightly different than everything else that there is out there to offer. Um, It's just going to take a little bit of time to, I think, uh, get it to where we want it to be. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you are a little different, but at the end of the day, you're a personal training studio, and you can probably serve any client, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just, you know, a matter of, like you said, getting the word out um, to the community and letting people know that you are a place that people can come in to get Mm one-on-one training and maybe some chiropractic work Mm -hmm. done. Uh, Okay, so, you know, I like to ask this question because I think that it sparks a fun conversation. If I could hand you a magic wand right now, Jacob, and I'm like, all right, all your dreams for this business have come true. Um, you know, what would that picture look like for you? Um, so as fast as you can wave that wand would be great. Um, but I would love to have a much larger gym uh, to where I have several trainers uh, working with different types of clients. Uh, I'd love to have people coming in and doing yoga or different types of fitness and, and health types of things. Um, I want the chiropractic side to actually shrink to where I'm kind of back in the corner and, and people are coming there for the other types of things, mostly the, the fitness and the gym. That's what I really think is the most beneficial for people moving forward. So I, I, I guess the magic wand is going to make me have a much larger facility. I'm kind of the number one gym, or I should say health facility in Canton. Cause like I said, I would like there to be other types of professions or even different types of fitness offerings uh, at the, the location. I kind of want it to be a one-stop shop for health and wellness uh, for people. That's awesome. What a great goal that you have there. And so what has to happen within your business right now to get you to that point where it's realistic for you to have a bigger gym with kind of a bunch of different styles of fitness and, and mm-hmm. services under one roof? Um. I feel like everybody probably says it, but we, we need more patients, more clients. I mean, that's that's where we make money and you need money to grow. So I I need just to continue uh, 
trying to reach more and more people, uh, getting more and more people in the door, getting them to realize that we actually have a pretty good product here. Um, I've built my chiropractic business on mostly word of mouth um, going through the pandemic. It worked pretty well on that side of things. So I'm confident that once we do start to get people into the gym, uh, they are going to start telling people that, hey, these guys know what they're doing over there. Um, we should definitely continue to work with them. And that's kind of how we got to get it to where we want to be is just more people, more people yeah. knowing about it. Yeah, I think it helps when, you know, you do have word of mouth, but obviously word of mouth isn't something that we can count on to help mm -hmm. us grow because it's not measurable. We can't just say like in the morning, I'm going to wake up and there's going to be 10 new word of mouth clients at the door. Sure. It's not realistic. We could have a month where we get 10 new clients through mm -hmm. word of mouth and then a month where, or two months where we don't get any. And so um, obviously the best thing that you can do to treat your clients really well, they're naturally mm -hmm. going to go out, have conversations with people in the community and people will hear about you, but you're doing the right things in terms of like, you know, being aware that marketing plays a role, these events, things that you're doing to help grow your business. And, and like, obviously, you know, you can't just hope that your clients are going to talk about you, sure. um, but I'm excited to see how you're able to, you know, really grow this business. I think that the business mm -hmm. model is really exciting and it's really different. And a lot of people can really take advantage of the services mm -hmm. that you're providing. So final question I have for you here is what's a word of advice that somebody has given you along the way that has really resonated with you as a fitness business owner? Um, I guess Probably I was just kind of thinking of it, thinking of it uh, when you're good at something, you're going to have to tell people about it. Uh, you're going to let them know that you know what you're talking about. Uh, but when you're really great and passionate about fitness, in this case, uh, people are going to start to tell you. So when you have clients coming into the gym and they're like, man, I've never really gone through a workout like that, or I've never been a part of a, a community or a fitness center like this. Uh, that's when you know that you're doing everything right and that you want to continue uh, to build on that. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we're here to make money. It is a business, but at the same time too, it's it's pretty cool to actually have clients and things like that say those types of things to you and to actually, like I said, uh, to other people out in the community. So that's definitely the number one thing that's kind of stuck with me is just make sure that you're always giving that person or that client that you're with uh, every ounce of energy you have uh, for that time. And in the day and uh, just trust that trust your skills and continue to move forward that way. Yeah. I think when you're passionate about something, it really shows. Um, so, you know, when we're able to be passionate about something and let that shine through to our clients, they're going to know they're going to see it. And, um, our business is going to thrive. So I appreciate that you shared that word of advice with us. Um, do you guys have a social media page that our listeners can go to check out what you have to offer? Sure. Um, like I said, we're still kind of new into that. Uh, as of right now, we only have the one social media with um, my chiropractic business, which is actually Michigan Complete Chiropractic. Um, it's actually the handle is at M Complete Cairo. Uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we've started to branch out into TikTok. Um, I'm not exactly social media uh, savvy, and I'm trying to get more involved in it. Um, so we're, we're getting there, but we should, uh, be on all those platforms. I know we need to have a much bigger presence on them. So that's kind of our, a big okay, well, at least you're trying. That's what's yeah. important. <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Thank you for being here today for our listeners. Thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. But if you want to join us for an episode here at the gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show is Mr. Johnny Zapata of Powerhouse Racing. Johnny, how are you today, sir? What's going on? Good, Joe. Thanks for having us, man. I'm, we're doing good. Yeah, here in I'm Houston. I'm excited to to have you here, Johnny. And and this is an interesting business. There's a lot of things happening here. Um, and so for some context, before we get into the ins and outs of the business side of things, I think context is important for people listening. When you describe this business or what it is that you do in general, mm-hmm. what do you tell people? I tell people that we're a coaching concept. So we're not a gym. We're not a, a storefront. We are, we help endurance athletes with their endurance goals. So we have a network of coaches that we can pair you with to help you. If you want to run a 5k, do a triathlon, or if you want to just work on your overall wellness, your picture. Uh, we also have a corporate wellness program that we've started with the chemical plant in our, in our area. So we actually manage the gyms at two of those chemical plants. So you're right. We do have a lot of services. Uh, we hang our hat on our services. We do offer a little bit of retail, but that's not everything that we've done. And I think that's what helped kind of keep our, our chin above water when everybody else was affected, you know, through COVID and everything like that. So, yeah. And certainly affected they were. Take us back a little bit before we explore sort of what those services are. And we'll get to that, I promise. Take us back, put us in your your time machine of sort to the moment when I want to open up uh, my own facility. When did all of that take place and, and what were you thinking about? What what were your goals when you start, first started this business? Yeah, so my overall goal for the business is to help the sport of triathlon grow in our area. And I was doing long course triathlons for about five years. I never associated any type of strength training other than swim, bike, and running to what I was doing. Um, and in 2011, in an Ironman race here in Texas, you know, I broke my femoral neck. And I got to mile three of the marathon. I didn't know if I'd be able to finish the marathon. I hopped to mile 25 before I was able to, before I had to just DNF. I just could not move any, any further. I didn't know at the time it was broken, but... Yeah, right after the assessment from the medical team, I went straight to the emergency room. Um, two titanium rods later, you know, uh, and uh, 10 weeks of therapy, I was told, we don't know if you'll ever be able to run again. So uh, I started doing a lot of self-studies. I started working on my natural running gait. And one, a huge component that wasn't associated with my endurance training was the strength training component. So powerhouse is your core, your glutes, your hips, your everything you need to do and rotate your body from side to side. That's what we consider our powerhouse. So when I was teaching myself to run, I would run barefoot around a track. That was part of the certification that I had back then after this, this, uh, this injury. And I would run around the track barefoot. And then I went to put my socks on to finish my run and my feet were orange. So that's why you see the logo behind me. The Interesting. Logo actually has a meaning in powerhouse is the core. So sure. we associate strengthening those core, those small muscle groups to help uh, the endurance athletes after long periods of time doing these endurance sports to stay strong. So they can, can finish, they can finish their, their events strong and complete them and not hopefully keep the injuries at bay. So that concept at that time wasn't really preached. There were videos of people doing that, but nobody actually had a facility right. to help and uh, to help the endurance athletes with those components. So along the way, you know, uh, strengthening with yoga, TRX, your own body weight and swim, biking, running, it just left a plethora of different services that we can help people with. So if you want to combine those all into one house, that's what we are. And that's who sure. we are. And so when did the, the location actually open? It opened almost 10 years ago and we were a small, uh, I got a small SBA loan uh, and we just started in a garage, kind of the concept like a CrossFit box, air conditioned it. I was a bike fitter at the time, so I was still doing bike fits in the garage. We stayed there for about a year until we grew a a little, grew grew our business when we moved 
from there to uh, another studio in Friendswood, and that's when we started growing our our pro shop component. So at that at that site, we were able to utilize my sister's workout space next door, share the same workout space, and then from there it grew to a larger facility in Webster, Texas, which was 5,200 square feet which also included two uh, chiropractic offices and a full Pilates studio that helped pay the overhead. Yeah. And so from a business perspective, collecting revenue from a couple of different sources has helped this thing progress to where it is. When you moved into that 5,200 square foot studio, and and it sounds like not all 5,200 square feet of it is training space, were you thinking about, hey, with the space that we have available, I think I can serve X amount of members or, or was there a, a membership goal in your mind when you first got this going? Not necessarily. The uh, initiative was to, to, to continue to grow the business, you know, one client at a time. There's a boom in triathlon coaching. Uh, there's more coaches now than there ever been be- had ever been before. So I tried to network out with different coaches in the area to get people to come in the door. Uh, that didn't work as well as I thought it would, uh, but we still had the walkthrough presence, which helped the retail side of it. So the retail kind of helped the uh, coaching side and the coaching side helped the retail side. So we still did our best to, uh, to grow our, our, our coaching staff. And with those guys, we, we hoped that they would you know, network out and get more clients for our business as well. And that had been a hit and miss as well. But uh, so most of my coaches already have jobs where they're doing something. This is just something on the side that they're wanting to help with. Uh, But we work hard to, when we continue to work hard to grow our clientele. Okay. And and so we have room for growth, at least that's what I hear. Talk to us. I mean, you mentioned along the way, hoping to sort of use your, your coach's influence in their sphere and, and tap into that market a little bit. What else is, has the marketing consist of? How have you guys found success in generating interest to find new members? Yeah, that's a good question. So one thing that really uh, set us on, a, on a, a really good path was we were asked to write a marathon training program for Enios, that's a global plastics company that's in this area here in Houston. Uh, They had a small running club and we designed a running program for them. We met with them once a week, put a cooler out on the run route and basically helped their group do their first marathon together. And from there, it just kind of grew. They developed uh, another uh, trek across the net, maybe a desert that we helped them train them for. Uh, They do a, uh, a triathlon program as well. So us being able to tap into that corporate mark, market was was big. Um, I don't, along the way, I don't think they would have asked us that unless we they knew who we were. And the of course, yeah. Already. Yeah, I and, think there's a lot of groundwork that goes into being positioned for that. Yeah, first of all, they got to like you. They got to know who you are. You, you know, they got to consider the investment, you know, of their time with you. And, uh, and you know, basically our ability to provide those, those services for them and, and measure that success. If that's what they really wanted to do, you know, we were hugely successful the first few years. And uh, the reason I said that was the beginning is because now they were managing their gyms at their new uh, office buildings at their chemical plants. So that has been a big, a big change for us. Yeah, it's expanded in a, a direction that you didn't originally intend, right? Exactly. Yes. So we've been blessed on that, that end, but there's a lot of learning that I had to do. Uh, I had to learn all about the safety criteria for these chemical plants, you know, uh, right safety manuals. There's so many things just to be considered a contractor to walk onto that property before you start putting employees there. So, and then finding the right people to help me with that. It was a, it was a big journey for us. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Johnny, because I think it's an interesting perspective in more so specific to the fitness industry and it's the idea of formalized or or paid marketing in some sense and I think it's a pretty distinct spectrum people either love it swear by it want to do it all the time or they are completely against it 
there's there's a little bit of room for people in the middle, um, but typically people find themselves in one camp or the other. Have you guys ever put some money or, or put a budget into any kind of advertising like that? You know, because we are in it, we're, we touch base with the endurance community. Our direct marketing is, I have found over the years have been more valuable to us, yeah. meaning uh, sponsor these local races, you know, get our, our name, get packet pickups here at our studio, you know, attend these races. Being visible is huge. If people don't know who you are, they're not going to understand your brand. So that goes hand in hand. So for us, direct marketing made more sense okay. and for us to sponsor local 5k and then attend the 5k have a packet pickup here at the store uh, where people will come and get their things ahead of time uh, has been better from us just putting money into like a search engine or something like that yeah okay and so let me ask you this as the business trends forward it sounds like the, the sort of avatar that we're looking for, the ideal client is someone actively participating in these different events or, or the different races. Do you think that there's any room in this business for people who simply want to use this modality as their training? Or do you find that you're gonna lean more into people trying to actively compete? Yeah, we'll always stay with uh finding the clients uh, because the people that actively compete are the ones that have uh, that come to us with some endurance goals. And from that goal, that's our first conversation with these clients is to have a goal in mind. And then that we create that pathway for them to reach their goals. Uh, people that just want to come and attend our classes for general fitness is great. And I'd love to build that but it just doesn't seem to be, uh, they can get that at the next gym, you know, down the road or at a uh, lifetime fitness or, you know, South Shore yeah. Harbor fitness center, something sure. like that. I think our niche really is in the, on the endurance side. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And, and so let me pick your brain here because all of the, the marketing in the world is wonderful for, for brand awareness or social media likes or whatever it may be, but doesn't, mean much to the business until it translates into some sort of paying customer. What's a typical sales process for you? Like once we find a lead from whatever source, from somebody signing up for a race, somebody hearing about us from a friend, what's that top typical process like from that moment until they sign up? Yeah. Usually they reach out to us simply by an email or they'll walk up and, you know, we'll hand them a business card or a local race or that kind of thing. Um, first of all, in order for that to happen, you need to be approachable, you know, yeah. and you need to be nice and you need to, they need to like you and trust you. Uh, but once, once you kind of break the ice with that, then they feel open to coming in and scheduling an appointment, talking, uh, in, you know, in that first conversation is crucial because you do, you know, in honesty goes a long way because what we do doesn't fit what everybody's trying to accomplish. You know, there, there are some time uh, limitations and yeah. we talk to them about balance, life balance with their new workout goals and that kind of thing. What does it look like? We try to lay it all out in advance in the first uh, consult <clears throat> so that they know what's expected of them if they really want to meet that endurance goal and it needs to be realistic. So uh, the second step would be to invite them in for a consult. We'll show them the facility, although it's small, uh, they get the picture, they meet some of the other clients that are walking through the door and, you know, the welcoming atmosphere, I think that we have uh, kind of sells itself. Sure. And I, I think one thing that you mentioned there that we sort of just breezed past, but I think is, is worth highlighting here is that you can have wonderful marketing and, and be the best salesperson in the world, but sometimes the product just isn't right for the person and that's fine, right? That's yeah. totally fine good marketing in a good sales process should weed people out just as much as it invites people in. And I, it's, I, I, that's what I hear from you when you say that, right? We, we understand our lane. We're staying in our lane. If somebody comes to us and doesn't quite jive with what we do, many, many other options out there, right? There's great services that we can refer to, but the moment that we get out of our lane and start bringing people in, under false preconceptions of, of what the business is, then we're going to start to get in trouble, 
Do you know what I mean? People, people think that they're getting something and they're actually getting something else that doesn't serve anybody. So yes. it sounds like that's, that's become a focus for you throughout this process. Yeah. It's actually more work for me to onboard, to offboard a new athlete than it is to onboard right. because, you know, we have to disconnect them through, you know, our CPA and our QuickBooks and the way we have the payment system set up and all those things. So we try to prevent that. We want people to really understand the, the, the start and what those needs are going to be for on their end. And like you said, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And, and another point that you just made, it's far easier to keep somebody as a client than to constantly be on the search for new people. And from yes. a business perspective, if we're trying to fill a bucket and that bucket has all kinds of holes in it, we're going to be in some trouble here. So the, the retention component of this is certainly something that we want to keep in mind as well. And, and Johnny, so we, the whole conversation has been around building and growing a business in, in this industry. I want to sort of explore what your thought process is. Obviously, you've been doing this for close to a decade now. Where do you see this business trending as you move forward? What's your, what's your goal for this? So I would like to add more services to our, our facility. I would like to... Uh, find a budget or hire someone that can come in and tap into more of the metabolic testing side of what we do, what we talk about, what we preach. Right now, we just do field testing with our athletes. Uh, so the metabolic side and the actual lab, I think, is, uh, is, is untapped in our area um, for our athletes. And I think it's a service they, they would really benefit from. Uh, and then I'd also like to grow my corporate portfolio, mm. you know, start advertising to more corporations. We just need more data at this time. We've only been an hour, I mean, a year and a half in with uh, Enios. So I'd like to get more data from what we've been able to provide to them before I can actually go out and sell it. And right. I think at that time, that's when we'll really hit the marketing hard and maybe have somebody that can go and talk to these corporations for us. Uh, so I'm trying not to box in, but also know that we don't want to we want to keep things controlled. You know, the, the 5,000 square foot facility was great when we had it, but when COVID hit and the chiropractors moved out and the Pilates studio moved out, you know, we had to do a lot of soul searching. Luckily, we only had a few months on that lease. So now we're by ourselves in a 2,000 square foot facility, which is small for us, an office out of my house now. But uh, so I don't want to grow into something big again without having a guarantee that you know, we'll, we'll have uh, the ground covered, you know, with, with yeah. more clients and that kind of thing. And the corporate yeah. contract was huge for us. So um, it's been a, it's been a really interesting paradigm shift in our industry. Whereas before it was how big of a location can I get? How many bodies can I shove through the door? How high can we climb this membership count? And I think a lot of people are, are sort of following suit to what you just mentioned where, all right, maybe I don't need, a thousand, two thousand people. Maybe I can serve the people that I have, albeit at a higher level than before, and layer on other services that we know people are going to invest in anyway. How can we make those individual members more valuable to the business, so that we can serve sort of our small pocket population and not need crazy high membership numbers or overhead that is beyond what we can safely manage from yeah. a business perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Johnny, I, I mean, this has been a bunch of fun. I think these types of conversations are tremendously important to the business owner community, if nothing else, but to sort of think through our own processes and, and figure out where we can improve, where we may have holes in our game and where we should fortify a little bit more. And so I, I definitely appreciate your time before we, sign out of here entirely. I want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this. Is there a website we can send people to? Is there social media? Where should we funnel people to? Yeah. So the first thing would be our website at powerhouseracing.net and go on there. You'll see a list of our services. Uh, through there, you can uh, 
email us your questions and we'd love to contact you by phone and talk to you directly. You can also follow us on Instagram and our group Facebook, uh, our group Facebook page. We, uh, if you're a local athlete, you're welcome to come and join us for runs and biking out outdoors. We don't charge for that. Anything under uh, God's blue earth is, is free to the public. So, uh, and it helps us along the way. If, if you're, if you come and ride or train with us, eventually you might, come on for a coaching or something sure. like that. So sure. we invite everybody to join us, you know, and we, you know, we kind of watch those people as well, make sure that everything's done safely. Uh, but yeah, those are the, I think the three main ways would be our, our website, Instagram, follow us, like us there, and then our Facebook page. Perfect. Connect with Powerhouse on one or all of those platforms. Johnny, like I said, this has been awesome. I, I, I absolutely appreciate your time and your willingness to share a little bit of how you foresee business and, and what it means to you. I'm excited to see what this looks like in the future and, and we'll have to check in again sometime down the road. Absolutely, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.